Washington has stepped up its criticism of the way Israel is carrying out its military offensive in Gaza. The U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, said there is a gap between promises to protect civilians and what is happening on the ground. Israel maintains that it's taking steps to minimize harm. The UN's top aid official has said there's no longer any meaningful humanitarian operation in southern Gaza. But officials say there are promising signs that an Israeli border crossing, Karem Shalom, could soon be open to improve the flow of aid. It comes as new images appear to show dozens of Palestinian men stripped their underwear with their hands tied behind their back, being held by Israel Defense Forces. These images are at the beginning of Jeremy Bowen's report, a warning you may find them disturbing. Video emerged this afternoon of Palestinian men taken for interrogation. BBC staff recognized the town of Bethlehia in northern Gaza, and we've geolocated the video there too. Palestinian diplomats said these were savage images, evoking humanity's darkest times. The Israeli army said only that suspects were being interrogated. Posts on social media said the men had been sheltering with their families at a UN school and that others were killed during the Israeli raid. In this photo, the men have been moved to another location which we have not been able to verify. One of the captives, Dia Al-Halut, is a journalist. He was forced to leave his disabled daughter, according to the newspaper he works for in London. Earlier at Israel's parliament, a prominent government supporter told me that only Israeli forces can control Gaza, not the independent Palestine the Americans want. I think that when we talk about uh, two-state solutions, we are solution, we are um, using three words and three lies. It's not two, it's not a state, it's definitely not a solution. So what's the answer, an everlasting occupation? First, occupation is not the word. You cannot be, you cannot, uh, one cannot occupy its own land. Israel is not an occupier in Israel, because that's the land of Israel. So what about Gaza? Again. That's the land of Israel? Land of Israel, you cannot be occupying it. We're not occupying it from anyone. In Gaza, civilians are lost in the rubble of Israeli strikes. So far, the world is not close to controlling the powerful chaotic forces unleashed by this war. The UN Secretary General saying international peace and security is in jeopardy is demanding an immediate ceasefire. A Palestinian leader told me that the US and UK must not veto the next ceasefire resolution. The United States of America and Britain now has the key. If they oppose a resolution about immediate ceasefire, they will not be complicit only with this aggression. They will be a participant in these war crimes. They have to approve the ceasefire immediately because what is at stake is the life of 2.3 million people now. Half of them are children. Without a political solution, this conflict will go on when, if, Israel declares victory in Gaza. The war will not have a neat ending. Two opposing forces are at work here. On the one hand, pressure for a ceasefire. On the other, the determination of the Americans and the British to give Israel the time it needs to achieve its objectives. And one Western diplomat I talked to was thinking about perhaps another month. Now, the UN Secretary General wants to hurry that process up by putting pressure on them 
and also shaming them into taking action sooner. As Gaza's food queues get longer, the UN says it cannot run a dependable humanitarian operation. With hungry people jumping warehouse fences, Israel says world peace requires Gaza's liberation from Hamas, and that will take force. Jeremy Bowen, BBC News, Jerusalem. Well, earlier we mentioned that the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, issued a new warning to Israel about a gap between intent and results to protect civilians in Gaza. Here's what he had to say. Um, as we stand here almost a week into this campaign in the, the South after the end of the humanitarian uh, pause, it is imperative, it remains imperative, that Israel put a premium on civilian protection. And there does remain a gap between exactly what, what I said when I was there, the intent to protect civilians, and the actual results that we're seeing uh, on the ground. Well, we can go live now to our Gaza correspondent, Rushdie Abualouf, who's currently in, Ga in Istanbul, sorry. Um, Rushdie, just bring us up to date. What are we hearing about the fighting that's been happening overnight in Gaza? Uh, the fighting has been intensified in two uh, different areas. The first one is in the north. It's Jabal refugee camp. It's the uh, biggest refugee camp in uh, in the entire of Gaza Strip out of eight camps. Jabal is the biggest. About 250,000 people used to live in the camp. Many of them, or hundreds of thousands of them, will left the uh, uh, the area. But according to the local authority run by Hamas, there about 100,000 people are still in the camp. Most of them now. They, uh, they they live in UN uh, and government uh, school. They are taking the UN school as as shelter. The humanitarian situation is really very serious in the north. Since none of the uh, aid that come from Egypt into Gaza Strip is reaching the north, because the Israeli tanks, we understand from sources uh, there, are surrounding the the camp from the uh, four uh, direction. The access in and out of the camp is completely uh, shut. All of the hospitals inside the camp are out of service, except very small uh, clinic run by the uh, Palestinian uh, Red Crescent. And uh, we just heard from a, a journalist who was one of the uh, one of the very uh, few remaining inside the camp. He said that for about three hours there was very heavy bombardment around the camp and in the camp city center. Another video he shared in social media showing a huge destruction in the a mosque and a building in the uh, camp city center. Also, he said that the uh, Israeli tanks are, are firing gas and the smoke uh, 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 bombs inside the uh, shelters where thousands of Palestinians are taking the UN school as, uh, as shelters. Again, the communication with the uh, northern Gaza is almost uh, impossible and very few people who uh, still having uh, Israeli SIM cards are able to uh, send some of the uh, picture, but it's very hard to verify some of the uh, footage uh, uh, that been sent and some of the information are getting from the uh, the camp. But it seems that the situation is very tense in Jabalia uh, camp. This morning also about four or five uh, airstrikes in Khan Yunis. Khan Yunis is the second biggest city in the southern part of Gaza, where also the Israeli tanks are advancing towards the uh, Khan Yunis uh, city from east and from uh, uh, north. We understand that there was some movement for the tanks on the uh, northern uh, part of, uh, of Khan Yunis. And also, uh, the, the humanitarian situation is also very difficult. 
in Khan Yunis with hundreds of thousands of people are taking Khan Yunis as a, as, a, as a shelter. They, back before the ceasefire, they were told by the Israeli army to leave their homes in the north and go to Khan Yunis. And now the focus of the Israeli operation is in Khan Yunis, so very confusing for the people. They don't know where to go. Some of them, they, they, they went to the Western Bad, and some of them, they are now far south in, uh, in Rafah uh, city uh, near the border with Egypt. Thank you very Thanks. much, Rushdi Abualuf, our correspondent, our Gaza correspondent, who's now in Istanbul. Thank you for joining us. Well, we can go live to Jerusalem and our correspondent there, y Yolande Nell. Yolande, thank you for joining us. Um, let's talk about the Karem Shalom crossing because Israel says it's going to open this crossing that it has into the Gaza Strip. Just how significant would this development be? Well, it's really hoped that this will streamline uh, the movement of aid from Egypt into Gaza. Um, where, of course, people now are desperately short on basic supplies. And what we've seen since the breakdown of that truce one week ago is really the number of lorries dropping from about 200 lorry loads of aid going into Gaza each day down to fewer than 100. And so the UN, Egypt, others have been calling really for weeks uh, for Israel to open its Karem Shalom crossing, at least for the screening um, of goods to take place, the security checks which Israel demands. Uh, the Karem Shalom crossing is where, prior to the war in Gaza, most of the supplies that went into the Gaza Strip each day, hundreds of lorry loads of supplies, were going in. And so it is really customised for those inspections to take place. So we understand this development is due to take effect uh, within days, and it's something that Washington has really uh, been demanding, uh, has been negotiating for for weeks. Thank you very much. That's our correspondent there, Yolande Nell in Jerusalem. Thanks for joining us.